0: When we look at the shorter surahs uh, of the Qur'an at the end of the Mus'haf, just because there are several surahs that may be short in length, it by no means indicates that there's a lack of depth in terms of the message or in terms of the meaning. And when you look at the different topics that Allah addresses in these short surahs, there's so there's so much protein within these surahs that each and every one of these short surahs really gives us a lot of food for thought. If you look at Surah tul asr it's one of the three surahs in the Quran that only has three ayat. So quantitatively it's three verses long. And you know, it's not like each verse is half a page or a page or even then, these three ayat are fairly short, but the meaning contained within the surah is extremely profound and very, very, very deep. And there are many layers to it. There are many, you know, many points of reflection to uncover and to think about from that surah as an example. However, briefly, that's not the surah that I want to touch upon now. I want to touch upon very quickly the surah that we find immediately after it, Suratul Humaza. In this surah, Allah makes it very clear to us that if we want to protect ourselves from His fire, from Allah's fire, then we have to pay very close attention to the surah. You only have two surahs in the entire Qur'an that begin with the word wail. And wail is often translated as woe, not woe as in like, wow, that's really amazing or really cool, not w-o-w or w-h-o-a, woe as in w-o-e. Like you have, you have the phrase "woe be unto me." Woe! Like this is a very, very strict and severe warning from none other than Allah Himself. So Allah is saying, li kulli That there's a very severe punishment that if you don't pay very close attention to what I'm saying now, then woe be unto you because you're going to end up in that dire, difficult situation. So when you look at this surah, it's very, it's very stern. And you find something interesting within the surah. In other places in the Quran, whenever Allah connects his name to something, clearly it's for it's for grandiosity, the grandeur of Allah's name, the the, the, the weight of Allah connecting his name to something is is really incredible. It adds so much to whatever Allah's connecting his name to. So you find, for example, in uh, in Surah Al-Shams, when Allah talks about that camel It wasn't just that they killed a camel; that would have been bad enough. But they killed this camel of Allah, and that's why what they did was so bad and so wrong. And it wasn't just that they disobeyed anyone; they didn't disobey a mailman who, you know, asked them to sign, and they said, "No, I don't want to sign for the package. Just give it to me." It wasn't that type of, you know, silly situation. This was a messenger of Allah, Rasulullah. So they disobeyed the Messenger of Allah at that time in, in, in that context. Not only that, they also killed this camel of Allah. So when Allah connects His name to something, it adds a lot of, a lot of weight to the situation. What do we find in this surah? نَارُ <inaudible> اللَّهِ This is not just any fire. Any fire is hot enough. But this fire in the hereafter, Allah is saying, this is my fire and you're going to have to deal with this very specific, painful, severe punishment. We ask Allah to protect all of us from it. Allah tells us in the beginning of this, Allah warns us from the beginning, here's the caution tape, here's the red line. Now it's up to you, if you cross it, there's a cliff. And at the bottom of that cliff, there's this, you know, crazy fire. It's up to you. If you want to go and you know do your worst, you deal with the consequences. So Allah is actually doing us a favor in a sense by warning us don't go down this path. Don't go down the path of insulting people to their faces with no shame, or slandering people, backbiting people behind their backs with no shame. You notice something here. Both of these tie in with the tongue of the person. So Allah is making it very clear to us. This is a severe warning regarding your tongue. Also actions, but especially especially the tongue. And if we don't pay heed to this warning, then there's literally hell to pay. We ask Allah to protect us from that. We ask Allah to grant us His Jannah. We ask Allah to grant us His pleasure and His mercy. We ask Allah to guide all of us and forgive us. And if you think about it, it's very simple to just to control the tongue. If we do so, there's a lot of good. But then if we don't, then there's a lot of bad. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to help us to, to use the, the, the faculties that He's given us in positive ways and not in negative ways. We ask Allah to forgive all of our mistakes and to gather us in paradise. Amirul Rabbil Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.